Well, hello there. I'm Jim Harrington, and it's another day. And I'm Bill Knight. Happy Thursday. Boy, this week is flying by. Hopefully today the uh, the power will stay on. <laughs> yeah, you that know. was kind of weird yesterday. You know, we, we only had 10 minutes or so to uh, maybe 15 20. minutes. To, it was 20 minutes. Well, 20 yeah. minutes, yeah, yeah. It wasn't long, and we we're going to wind it up, and then all of a sudden, just out of nowhere. Kaflui. Yeah, I think you thought it was me because I'm, you know, no, I, you know I, visiting I, in Boston and it was on your end and the, the whole damn thing. Well, yeah, yeah. We lost our internet and it, we lost our TV. It's like somebody just pulled the entire uh, plug and I called our internet provider and uh, they had it in the system. Somebody's out there. Somebody's checking on it. Somebody's working on it. You should be up by 10 minutes to 11. They were up a little earlier, thank goodness, but... Uh, you know, we were just getting into the juicy stuff on yesterday's show, and I thought, hmm, if I were a conspiracy theorist, I would have thought mm-hmm. somebody was listening and, you know, conveniently yanked the plug from the wall, if you know what I mean. Well, I think stuff like that is is sure to happen. Oh, today is a special master day, isn't it today? Yeah, they're going uh, uh, to decide today whether a special master is appointed to yeah. take, take all the evidence of the FBI grabbed from Mar-a-Lago and yeah. independently judge whether it should have been taken, which I think is a great idea. And yeah, I, I don't know anything about this lady judge that is going to decide. Well, she was appointed leaning, by Trump. She's leaning towards it. It's supposed to be this morning, but I wouldn't hold my breath on it because even if she appoints it, the Democrats have a way of taking bad news for them and just <laughs> putting another... <laughs> You know, I mean, I know. Uh, you know, along those lines, uh, Sarah Palin lost in Alaska. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And yeah. I found that interesting because Me too. there were poll numbers I, I saw that said, no, she's got this. Yeah. You know, now it's it's a short term deal. But uh, the thing is, Bill, they're saying that uh, if it were done the old fashioned way, the election. Uh, the way votes are supposed to happen. Yeah, like here's a vote. That's Sarah Palin that goes in that stack. Here's a vote for the other lady that goes in that stack. Th- that would have worked in her favor, but they changed the way the elections were done. They leaned heavy on mail-in ballots. We all know how trustworthy and honest those are. And something right. called weighted weighted uh, ballots. And I, I got a feeling the weighted ballots, weighted voting, is similar to the old-fashioned weighted uh Ratings, ratings, yeah, yeah. Us in radio. radio understand that how that worked, and this is not a racial thing, but they were concerned that minorities weren't represented right in radio station ratings. All right, so what they would do is they would look at not really all the ethnicities, but one in particular, and sometimes it was a two to one, three to one, sure, or four to one ratio. One person filling out that diary. Well, I counted for four. Yep. And you would see numbers shift drastically. You'd go to Beltsville, Maryland, and look at the diaries, and you'd see these diaries written in crayon going, what the hell is this? So let's say Sarah Palin won by twice as many votes, I mean, technically, yesterday. She would have lost with weighted voting by twice as many votes. Right. So, yeah, the the candidate that won by, when you think about it now, this is interesting, got 40% of the vote. And Sarah was down in the 20s. All right, so where's the other 40%? Who else was running? Well, 
you know, they'll figure it out sometime when you're not uh, even thinking about it anymore. Yeah. Um, you, Joe is speaking tonight. Uh, our Supreme Leader is speaking in Philadelphia, and he's going to put half of the country on notice that uh, they are the enemy because they voted for Trump and they are MAGA people. And uh, if you think I'm kidding, if you think I'm joking about uh, him putting half of the country on notice, this is Corrine Jean-Pierre. She is his press spokesperson. Yesterday in a press conference, she was asked about uh, today's talk from Joe, and here's what she had to say. The president thinks that there is an extremist threat to our democracy. Uh, the president has been clear, as he can be, on that particular uh, piece when we talk about a democracy, when we talk about our freedoms. Uh, the way that he sees is the MAGA Republicans are the most energized part of the Republican Party. Uh, the, that extreme, this is an extreme threat to our democracy, to our freedom, uh, to our rights. There you go. You and I are extreme threats. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. With, with you my know knees. <laughs> well, what she just said, the Republican right are the biggest extreme threat. Right. What she was said is the Republicans are a threat to the Democrat Party from letting them get away with what they're doing and doing what they want to do. They're drawing a line in the sand. If you think the election was stolen... If you don't agree with them, because they say now we were the ones that wanted to defund the police, yet the news stories, they haven't had Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing, Bill? Think about it. You and I, we talked about this a few months ago about uh, the defunding of the police and how the left wanted to to take uh, the the revenue sources away from the police departments to make them weaker and to also cut their staff. All of a sudden, they're, they're turning the whole narrative around to, well... It was the right that wanted to defund the police. But, you know, see, here's the one thing they got. CNN, MSNBC, all of the uh, ABC, all of them, you know, all the the news networks, uh, the New York Times. And when they're all saying, yeah, we'll take that story and we'll run with it. You tell a lie enough, it becomes the fiction becomes truth. And I used to use that in in uh, in public relations. Thank you, Joseph. Joseph Goebbels. He was yeah. the head of the Nazi uh, uh, propaganda division. You say, All uh, you've got yeah. to do, it doesn't matter how bad something is. Right. You can sit there. You can have a mountain of crap, but you put that little frosting on the top and a cherry, and that's what people see. It's a cake. Wow, look at that big mountain with that frosting and the cherry on top. Yeah. Isn't that good? They don't see what's underneath. Yeah. So, and that's how they're doing. They're there isn't it. a thing, Bill, that this guy and his administration is doing that is good for our country. No, but I, I'll tell you what he is doing tonight. He's setting the stage because there was another piece that said there's a big wave coming that the Trumplicans can't see that will wipe out the Trumplicans, that's us, and the Republican Party. And I've heard this before, and now they're touting it. He is basically drawing that line in the sand, and he is going to become tonight a wartime president. Okay. The war is against the right. Let me ask you a question. What do you think he will do to the MAGA people? Do you think he will, will they, uh, their taxes go up? Will they uh, find it hard to get jobs? Will, they, will there be some personal way to attack people that they can identify that voted for Trump? 
Are they going to bring it home and make it personal? Well, there's a lot of things they could do. If they sit there and if they, if, if they declare a war, they're in charge and they shut down elections or they stage elections. They did in Alaska and it's, uh, we're, we're not that many weeks away from the midterms and that's all they got to get through. And they got it. They gained a seat in the house because of the death of a Republican and the weighted system for the vote Mm -hmm. last night, even though it's a temporary gain, they got the seat. They're not letting it go. And they're going to go, okay, now we got the steal. They could sit there and say, you know what? Uh, January 6th and all of this stuff. Well, that's and you supported a treasonous guy. Would Sarah Palin with this election that she just lost, would she only have been in till November? For that one, yeah. Is she, but then so that is, would, is she running again in November for the, for the? You know what I'm saying? She, yeah. Oh, she well, I don't a, know if she's going for. A, is she going for the Senate seat too? She wanted to fill the special right. seat for the short term and then get the Senate. But I don't know. I, I see. Uh, either way, I was going. I, I don't know why she did that. But then again, it might be to. It might be to say, well, you know, I'll play by the rules. Let's see how it goes. And maybe expose it for what it is, but I don't know. I mean, maybe it's hard to figure out where they're going. So you think tonight with Joe Biden, he's going to to divide the country or try to try to put himself as as a wartime president, try to set up as as the enemy, MAGA people. I can't understand. I can't understand their thinking behind that because you're talking about half of the country. Half well, of the country. Yeah, but you, have you ever seen a president like this go on the attack with what's going on? I mean, it's kind of rare. I don't see, but no. they've decided, the Democrats have decided to do it. They're going, we've had enough. Uh, we're going to take you by the, we're going to take you head on and we're going to get it the way we want it. It doesn't matter what's right or wrong because we want it. It's right. And you're wrong, and that's what. Now he's coming on TV tonight, and uh, the latest polls show that Biden's approval, his approval, are back in the 30s. Uh, it's a Reuters Ipsos poll. The latest yeah, poll but show they're him taking down. the average. They're even bringing it up into the 40s, but that's the but liberal not, news. But that's not where it is. Now it's in the 30s now. Yeah, well, and it needs to. Well, Biden is if, at 38 percent approval, down from 41 percent last week. Biden's disapproval is at 58%, with 69% saying the country is on the wrong track, and only 39% of Democrats saying the country is on the right track. If everybody stepped back and took a look at what's happened and what's about to happen, and it's not me throwing fear, you know, a a heaping pile of fear against the wall. Mm Mm-hmm. I have nothing to do with the Fed, and the story is there. And they just said, yeah, get ready, because we're going to do a huge rate increase, and that's coming up in mid-September. Right Now, this is amidst the fact that we've got rampant inflation. They're going, well, it's the only way to bring it down. Sure. But with inflation, at some point in time, that balloon goes so high, and then it loses its buoyancy and it comes down, and then you got rapid deflation. I heard, though, so, that 20 million people are going to uh, lose their heat, will not be able to pay for their heat 
this winter in the United States. 20 million people. Can you imagine that? We're at a point now where people are down to deciding whether they can eat or pay their power bill. You're not going to be able to eat either. I mean, it's going to get down to, look, when bacon, just from this past recession, the cost of fuel and everything, when when you're going to be paying $26 to $32 for a pound of bacon, yes, you heard me right. Unbelievable. That's what it's going to cost you. Yeah. And when you have to do that, well, I'm not getting bacon anymore. And hell, I would bet, you know what? I don't want to create a rush, but I would sit there and go buy jugs of water. Make sure you got your toilet paper, too. You're going to need it. Because the next thing I'm going to tell you to do is buy a lot of ramen noodles. You know, because you can get those oh, sure. for $0.25, uh, cent, uh, what, 25 cents a pack? Four, now, $4. That's now. That's now. <laughs> oh, yeah. It'll be through the ceiling. You won't. It won't be on the shelves because if I'm sitting there going, I got to have something that I can stock up a whole pantry and I'm not going to like it, but then again, I'll eat and I'll be fine. I would stock that pantry. You're, you're talking it. to a guy who went out and bought a water purifier. Yes. Uh, people say, you, you did what? It looks like one of those old-fashioned coffee pots. Uh, coffee, exactly. You know, the, it's about three gallons. And you and can it has take two filters in it, yeah, right? Yeah, and, and you can, and it's charcoal filters. It's not filters you have to replace yeah. and buy. And you um, you can pour the dirtiest water in the top. Yeah, you can take It'll be clean on the stagnant bottom. swamp water and yep. pour it in there. And it comes out clean to where when they test it, people should it's get better things than your like tap that. water. People should get things like that. If you live in a house like I do that has a gas heater, a gas fireplace, I have a gas fireplace. It's really more ornamental than anything else. But, you know, it's not practical, really. I mean, it does it does heat the room that you're in, and as long as you have gas coming to your house, you can keep a, a certain part of your, your house warm. But uh, if they shut the gas off, you're, you're up the creek without a paddle. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some people are smart enough where they, they're going out and they're installing these wood-burning stoves. Have you seen oh, them? Oh, yeah. Little, yes, I have. Yeah, and they uh, they run a pipe through the wall and vent it, and it's maybe not the most attractive thing to put in your house, but you can warm your house. Funny, about three years ago, I had a brand new one that I never used. And really? I gave it. I gave it away to someone. Oh, Bill! <laughs> and I'm sitting there going, "Oh, Bill! Damn! 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 damn. <laughs> I, well, you know? they're going to be a, a hot commodity. I think the more we get towards the winter time, and you know, this this guy in his administration is pushing us back uh, to the Stone Age. We're talking yeah. about if you think about what they they're trying to force these electric cars down our throat. They're trying to make it so even some banks out in California, you might have heard about this. Mm-hmm. Some banks in California plan not to uh, finance gas-powered cars. They will only finance electric cars. They're going to push you into a corner where you won't be able to get the financing to buy a, a gas car. Yeah, well, you know what? People are going to find other ways to change the carburation and fuel those cars. And there are alternatives out there to do it. And I wouldn't be, I wouldn't do it on a big block engine, but I would, you know, maybe find, uh, other ways you might yeah. find a cheap way to, you know, run it yourself. You're not going to be running. You know what? You're not going to be able to be like, I, I jaunted up to Boston, but 
I'm not going to be able to do that forever no. if this this I have family up going by on. I have family up by where you are right now. Very close yeah. family and I won't be able to do the traveling that I used to do at the drop of a hat. I used to get in my car. We I live about 550 maybe 600 miles from where Bill is right now. Right. And it's it's a bit of a it's like 11 hours, 12 hour drive. Not a big deal when you have all the gas you need and the good car and everything's fine, but when they start right. doing things like uh, making it so you have to have an electric car, I mean, I don't even. How long does it take to charge an electric car nowadays? See, I don't know. There is there's there's actually two types of electric cars now. One of them uses a fuel. It's basically basically a hydrogen, so it uses water, and it doesn't take long to. Uh, it, it takes minutes. Now, some of those cars in, are out in California. They have trucks that run on it. They have cars that run on it. But the standard way of going is the lithium battery. I saw a car plugged in here the other day where they had the wall converter. It looks like yeah. so you'd plug into your laptop. Mm-hmm. And it was plugged into the car with a big thing that looks like the fuel nozzle to a little, like a little charging black yeah. that you would see for a laptop. But they had that. It sat there all day from the morning hours until the evening before that Jeep was ready to roll and run. Unbelievable. So you'd have to charge it overnight. And you know, with batteries, they lose their, they get something called memory mm-hmm. where, where they don't hold a charge as long. The older the battery, the less charge it holds. You know, you think it's great. It says fully charged, and, but it only runs for half the time. And then, then because you top it off. Yeah, you're topping it off all the time. Yeah. So it gets used to that and then goes, well, I got to be topped off. Yeah. So you've only got, I've only used a quarter of you. I got to be topped off. Yep. You know, and that's, that's what it does. Yeah. And which is different than your car. You know, when you're, when you're running gas, you know, you, you don't want to run it down to the lacquer in the gas. Of course, now it's the water in the gas, but they're uh, pushing these, they're pushing these charging stations and, uh, out in LA, they, I've actually set them up along like parking meters along okay. certain streets. So but, let's but say listen, that you Bill, got them. But listen, between these uh, charging stations, the homeless have set up their camps. So now on the same street with the charging stations are tents and carp, you know, all of the lean twos and things like that. And, yeah. and you, you don't want to pull up with your Tesla and park next to uh, one of these charging stations, which is right next to a guy who's shooting up, but that's where no, they, that's where, that's where they have them. People are not thinking this through California. They just, with a big smile on their face, Gavin Newsom was so proud. Uh, we're going to have only electric cars by 2035. It's going to be mandated. It's the way it's going to be. And they haven't thought it through. They haven't thought about the disposal of the batteries. Where are the no, batteries? Do you know those things? They're very heavy, like 2,000 pounds. And right. to, re- to replace them for a volt, I was reading $30,000 for a volt. Those, now, the Volt is what, a $40,000 car? It's, it's so that a, means. It's Chevy Volt. Yeah. All right. So basically, you're paying $30,000 for a battery, and you got $10,000 worth of plastic. Some parking garages won't let you park the Volt inside their garage because uh, they will spontaneously combust for no good yeah, reason at all. Yeah, they can. They get moisture. And you know what? Uh, think about this. You know, let's say you live out in the country. 
you're going to notice one thing about your car versus somebody that lives in the city. Mm-hmm. You see, in the city, you don't have ground moisture. You got all this concrete. It's dry. It's drier. So your car doesn't rust out as much as it gets older. But you live out in the country where you've got a lot of trees, grass, foliage that holds that moisture. You see these cars rusting away. Well, if that rust is getting or that moisture is getting into your car to rust it, can it get into the battery? Sure. So you're sitting out there living on the farm going, isn't it nice out here in the the country, Elizabeth? Yes, it's very nice. Boom. (laughs) What was that? Oh, that was our Chevy Volt battery. Get get out the buckboard and the horse. (laughs) (laughs) Holy smokes. I don't know whether they've thought this through, or if they have, is this what they want? Do they want us to go back to the Stone Age? Electricity is not the answer anymore. It isn't. I mean, electricity the way they want it. Electric cars, they're taking they're taking nuclear power plants and shutting them down in, in California. Okay, but in what France, do you do? In France, Bill, and in Germany, they're starting up plants that they had shut down because they need the power for this coming winter because the Russians have shut off the flow of natural gas to their countries. There's something, there's a bigger plan, and we could speculate on we wanted to, and we'd probably be, you know, a good percentage right, but not 100% because they've got a plan, but it's not good, and it's all about power and control. Power and and control. One party, power and control. And if you wonder why they hate Donald Trump, orange man bad. It's because he's a billionaire who knew what their plan was and he wanted to stop them. And you know, for four years he was doing just that, even as they threw garbage at him. They threw indictments and impeachments and all of these scandals at him. He fended them off in the same time he kept developing and building our country and making it stronger. Our military, we became energy independent. He was making us a better and stronger country, and they could not stand it. So they took the weakest, most malleable clown they could find, the guy who we have in office now. They pumped him up. They threw millions and millions of dollars behind his campaign as he sat in his basement and fumbled through his speeches or sat in a parking lot at a drive-in theater with a handful of people sitting in chairs in circles. And you knew as you watched him, you said, oh, this guy can't be the next president. This guy hasn't got a chance. I mean, he can't hold together a sentence. And the next thing you know, my goodness, he was the president of the United States. How did that happen? Well, you and I both know how it happened. And they, oh and, yeah, he got he got the most votes. Oh sure, he did. Yeah, he got the most he got the most ballots. <laughs> he made not. Yeah, they, they were cranking them out at midnight and, and sending them over at three in the morning. They um, didn't say how they, they he got the most votes. He and, just got the most and, votes. And Bill, think about this: Where have you seen such a strong and concerted effort towards a guy who's out of office? I mean, Donald Trump is the former president. He's supposed to be quote on vacation. He's supposed to be retired. He's not in office. He's just uh, voicing his opinion about stuff and uh, going out to golf courses, right? But they can't stand the fact that he still has influence on a lot of people in this country. So tonight, 
You heard it a little while ago from Corinne Jean-Pierre. He's going to come out, Biden is, and he's going to attack half the country and say we're bad people. And uh, also, the Department of Justice is saying we're not going to indict Trump until after, if we do it, until after the uh, midterm elections. Some people may say, well, that's very nice, but other people who are really paying attention may say, wait a second, the, they don't care whether they indict or not. They just want to damage and cripple Trump's influence on this election. And you can do that by hanging this sword of Damocles over the neck of uh, Donald Trump. During the, I uh, think they do want to indict him. I think they do want to well, punish you, him. You, the, the, Bill, you're not the only one. Yesterday on Eric Bowling's show on, on Newsmax, uh, Judge Andrew Napolitano said this. Tell us why you believe that. Because I don't think the government would have gone through this without planning in advance to indict him. It, it, it pains me to say it. And I don't think he should be indicted. But I think the people that will make this decision have already made up their minds and they'll make this presentation to the grand jury right after the midterm elections. Mm -hmm. Okay, Judge, really appreciate you on, on and uh, thank you for your time. And um, I'm going to hope you're wrong, but I understand you didn't want to say it, but you had to say it because that's, that's you being honest Eric, with yourself. Eric, I, I hope I'm wrong too. How many times have you heard me say that? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, Judge Andrew Napolitano on Eric Bowling's show on Newsmax yesterday, he was saying what you were saying, Bill. Yeah, but I will go a step further and say, yeah, they, they, this is a plan. They want to do it. They do want to do more than cripple him. Right now they have to cripple him because if they can cripple him, they can do what they plan to do all along. Tonight is part of that plan, too, to sit there, continue to cripple, and set the stage for the aftermath, because Trump is going to be an example, a public example of why we should not question the left and they should be in total power. But first, they've got they've got the goods. I Doesn't said to my wife yesterday, goods. Bill, don't be surprised if they put him in orange, you know, leg irons, handcuffs, I'm talking about the former president of the United States, and they publicly humiliate him. They do as much as they can to crush him and his image. They, they will do whatever they can to damage him. This is a, a serious time in our country. Never in our country's history has a former president been assaulted by the current administration. They Never. will make him a living, walking, talking meme with what they do to him. They'll stage the photos those boxes, and I got to thinking about those boxes, about, you yeah. know, the, the evidence that came and everything, uh, the backlash over the weekend of everything, of everybody going, this is BS. This is staged. Mm -hmm. And you got nothing, because they got nothing. But now they have to do investigate. And actually, thanks to Zuckerberg, the we, it was proven that it's all been a hoax, all been a lie. And these are the same people that did the lies all along. They're going, well, this didn't work. We got to do something else. Well, we'll just show them that we've got more evidence. But it was a Hollywood stage production because oh, sure. Think about this now. You know when you watched, um, you know, uh, you know F FBI stories or top secret stories, they do the stamp top secret or yep. in in typewriter black with parentheses top secret yes. or the sachet that says classified. Top yes. Classified. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you something. If you, if you don't want somebody to know what something is, you don't put it in big, bold, blazing print. And they had this box of documents 
And on the floor was like, like Trump sat down like a little child and said, well, let's see. Oh, this is, as it says big red up here in nice print too, I might add. It really goes nice with my carpet. Uh, it says top secret. This one says classified. I'll put it in that yeah. stack. <laughs> so you can read everything. Bull pucky. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to say it, but you know what I'm saying. That was BS in state. Cash Patel said most of those those classified documents we see lying on the floor were just the cover sheets. They weren't the document. They were the sheet that goes on top of a document. So, but, they, he, but even then, you don't want it to be a blatant giveaway. Somebody going in to look for files. All right, look for anything that has in big print on it, classified, top secret, or, uh, you know, secret. I'm like going, this classified, unclassified, top secret and secret are codes, but they're initials in parentheses in small print that you got to find. The documents aren't kept to where you're not going to be able to go and say, hmm, oh, uh, there, it's clearly marked that it's top secret. There's going to be a file number that you have no idea. Now, the Justice Department and the Biden is claiming that they have proof that, quote, government records were likely concealed and removed from Mar-a-Lago storage room in an effort to, quote, obstruct the government uh, and its investigation, end quote, into former President Donald Trump. The problem, well, wait. wait, the problem with this, this document and this statement, in my estimation, my opinion is, they didn't know that the raid was coming. Right. It, it, if yeah. they didn't know how, the raid, how would he know that how when he was in office? Yeah, how can you obstruct something if you don't know it's going to happen meaning why would they move all of these documents to to, to to you know to obstruct the investigation if they had no idea that the uh the raid on Mar-a-Lago was going to happen right unless what Trump theoretically took was evidence of some corruption that was going on including Hillary the FBI oh. The steel. Oh, I know. <laughs> That's Joe what I think Biden, they're looking for. Yep. Obama. So, in other words, did he have something that fell into his hands going, okay, I'll declassify this. I can do that. I'm going to take this, and when the time is right, I'm dropping the bomb. But see, it wouldn't be in Mar-a-Lago. What's interesting, yesterday Trump uh, put a tweet, not a tweet, a truth out. He's not on Twitter. We all know that. He put a truth out yesterday that said if the Durham people are going to do something, now would be a good time to bring it forward. And I thought to myself, it's, it was almost like a signal to Durham. Okay, let's go. So it'll be interesting to see whether Durham all of a sudden comes out with uh, some indictments. Or something happens to him. To Durham? <laughs> oh, gee. Oh, come what on. What a government. Well, look, you know, you, you had... Prominent people that were doing an investigation into the child pornography thing mm -hmm. uh, around Epstein, and they're gone. Uh, yeah, yeah, and the Midwest lady just uh, with her with her entourage, Republican lady that was going to do uh, investigation into that. Mm -hmm. Somebody just roguely drove across the lines and took out her car and took out her entire staff and her dead instantly. Somebody that was going to work on oh, the it was just it was just an accident, right? Yeah, it was just an accident. Yeah, someone that was going to work on the documentary dead.
just an accident. Well, look at Epstein's partner. Remember last week, the guy who was a partner at one point uh, of Jeffrey Epstein was found all dead in the apartment. All the people around him are yeah. dead. All the people that could do this story, tell this story, or validate this story right. are just boom, 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 dying. Now, how does that happen? You know, the, the law of probability. Damn, I'm going to bet the long shots when I go to uh, the track. Every every horse that's a long shot, I'm going to bet on. I'm going to be a billionaire. You got to wonder. I hate when when I hear about stuff like that. I think, hmm, do, do all roads lead lead back to the Clintons? <laughs> you know, you ever see the list of Where people? Where is Hillary lately? Well, you ever see the list of people uh, who? Yeah, have been I've seen the associated, list. You can look it up. Yeah, associated with the Clintons throughout the years who have coincidentally shuffled off their mortal coil, as they would say. You know, and you know what? You talk about what's going on in Mar-a-Lago and how they're setting up Trump, and we know it's a setup. There's nothing there, but then you look at Hillary. Oh, there was something there, and everybody knows it, and nothing happened. And Obama, oh, there's a lot there, 43 million pages, but nothing happens. So there's a double standard. I mean, it's almost like black and white, and they've turned the Republican Party, uh, which actually is pro-black uh, into, you know, we're, we're the outcasts. And the American people are the outcasts. These are the elites trying to put us under their thumb. Everybody. At some point, you have to ask yourself the question, are the people going to wake up to this? And Absolutely not. if they do wake up, what do they do? I think when they wake up, it's going to be too late because first, they got to take down their opposition. Even though the opposition outnumbers them and does everything, they're going to use whatever, whatever power they have and wield, and they're going to do it. And I'm saying it's starting tonight. I'm saying the, the day of reckoning is coming tonight if Biden holds true on that speech, and because he, he's already set it up. Yeah. That's why he was in Wilkes-Barre, to sit there and, you know, A, tout, tout the gun thing and saying, if you believe in January 6th and that's not an insurrection and you want to defund the police, you know, you're attacking our democracy. I hate it when they say our democracy because he's saying the their version of right. what democracy is. Did you see, by the way, the uh, picture? I don't know how this was, re- was released of the crowd in quotes at the yeah. Gymnasium. There was nothing there. Thirty people, maybe. Yeah, nobody was at uh, Wilkesbury. Uh, they had people seated behind him, but if you looked on the sides and the bleachers and stuff like that, they were empty. Well, they didn't want to do that shot. And I can tell you, you know, living in Wilkes-Barre, it's in Luzerne County. And it's a red area. Lackawanna would be the blue area. But he can't even draw a crowd. And when he was out in music, running for president, uh, I drove by PNC Field, where he was at. And he was on stage. There was a person from CNN there to interview and there were maybe six cars in the parking lot. Wow. And a handful of people in chairs looking at him on stage. And we're supposed and going, to believe this guy got 81 million votes. He wants us to believe he got 81 million votes. Yeah. Well, you know, they're invisible votes because they were all in that crowd there. You know, only six visible people in that crowd that when I drove by, I was going, that's pathetic. One of the uh, finest 
journalist, in my humble opinion, today is a lady named Miranda Devine. She writes for the New yeah. York Post. And uh, she was talking about the FBI has been spying on Rudy Giuliani's cloud. I asked them, did the FBI brief you on Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, Ukraine, or, the, or a laptop before uh, the election? Uh, and they only replied uh, they did not mention Hunter Biden. So we can assume from their omissions that they did mention Joe Biden, maybe even Ukraine, maybe even a laptop. It certainly was specific enough that Facebook knew within minutes and hours of our story going live on October 14, 2020, to shut it down. And uh, while Mark Zuckerberg pretends that they weren't as bad as as, uh, Twitter, they were worse because they were the first It was Andy Stone, uh, Facebook's communications manager, uh, a Democratic operative from way back, used to work for John Kerry, Barbara Boxer, uh, a Democratic super PAC. He comes out with a tweet uh, at 11 a.m. and he says uh, on the day of publication, he says, uh, I'm not going to link to the terrible New York Post story. but uh, it's certainly eligible for fact-checking by our so, you know, honourable third-party fact-checkers who are all leftists. Um, and uh, we are now going to uh, basically suppress it. And Twitter followed suit. And so why did the FBI know so in such detail what story was coming up weeks before our story was published, maybe even before we even knew about the laptop, before Rudy Giuliani told us? Well... The FBI had been spying on Rudy Giuliani's cloud. They had access to all his emails and all his text messages uh, from, uh, I think it was April of, uh, no, sorry, May of 2019. And that was one month after he became uh, Donald Trump's personal attorney officially. So they started spying on him. Presumably, they really wanted to spy on the president of the United States. Um, so at the time, August uh, 26, 27, when John Paul MacIsaac contacted Rudy Giuliani to tell him about the laptop that Hunter Biden had abandoned in his store uh, in Delaware, his computer repair store, um, it, back in April of 2019, um, that email that John Paul MacIsaac sent Rudy Giuliani would have been visible to the FBI because they were spying. So they would have been forewarned about our story. They would have seen my communications with Rudy Giuliani. They knew it all. All of my life, I was told by teachers and people who were in the know that the KGB was bad, the Stasi was bad, or worse, the FBI was good. And now they're just another intelligence group that's out of control uh, going into the lives, the private lives of American citizens, and that's wrong. Now, it makes me beg the question, and that is that our rights being violated by them, they, they get into everybody's device. They can get into your phone. They got into Giuliani's cloud. And it, by just so the average person knows, there's not a cloud floating up in the sky that has all your information. Now, it's in a warehouse somewhere, a computer in the basement. That's what the cloud is, but it's just a bunch of servers there. So the FBI, because of what they do for the government, they got to be able to be in touch with everything that goes over the Internet. Mm-hmm. But still, it makes me wonder if there's not a violation of rights there. And maybe the Internet needs to go bye-bye. I don't know, because this is crap. i got to tell you, when we lost power yesterday, it was a scary feeling. We've become so dependent on the Internet. 
we are so reliant on this connection, this interconnection, this instant connection we have with the world that when it's gone, you kind of don't know what to do anymore. Right. I mean, the fact, for example, that you're in Boston and, and I'm in the Pittsburgh area and we're talking right now like we're in the same room, that technology didn't exist 10 years ago. And sure. now, now we take it for granted. Well, number one, one, one of the things you ought to do is not keep any sensitive personal information on your computer. Have a detachable jump drive, a, a little a solid-state drive, whatever, that you can plug in and unplug. And when you're done with your computer, turn it off at night. Turn off your Internet. Make that thing unavailable, only available when you're there and on it and use a VPN uh, to where you do not go on a public thing like Google who monitors and throttles everything. And um, uh, what's the other one? Microsoft, their, their platform. You got to get off of those. And you know, there's a camera and there's a listening device everywhere nowadays, everywhere. Yeah. When you least expect it, somebody's watching you. Somebody's taking your picture. Uh, somebody's listening to you. As we talk right now, I have a smartwatch, which has a built-in microphone, which can is listening to my every word, mm -hmm. and supposedly it's not supposed to activate until I say a special uh, But it has word. to listen for but you to do it. That's exactly what I was going to say. If they tell people, well, we have a very high uh, standard of security, that we don't actually store your information, that we only record your information when you use that activation term. I'm afraid to say it because it will turn it on in the room. I have two of them right now within, within six feet of me. But you're right. They have to listen to every single word you're saying, and you have to trust. You have to trust that they're not going to, they're going to keep their word. They're not going to steal your information. They're not going to uh, invade your privacy. Well, to give you an example of how honest they are, when I was coming up to Boston, yeah, I know where I was going, but I sat there, you know, you always, you know, go on your smart device and, well, let's punch it in on the map. Okay, we're going to this address and yada, yada, that's it. And then you hit start. Yeah. And then it goes, can we access your device and your location? No, I don't want you to track me. Right. So you turn that off and you're driving along and I'm, you know, in Hartford all of a sudden. I'm going, wait a damn minute. How does that arrow know exactly where I am? And how does it know exactly how fast I'm going? I know. Yeah, certain features are turned off, but the damn thing is still tracking me. Yeah, that, you know, wouldn't be able to know that. Can you speed anymore and not have a record of it somewhere? Let's say you, no. let's say you uh, are in a 55-mile-an-hour zone and you're doing 75. Can you turn to a police officer like we used to in the old days and say, uh, speeding officer, uh, I don't think I was speeding. Well, let's look at your electronic device and find out for sure. <laughs> yeah. You know, or he could just say, could you hold out your phone? Scan. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I don't know about that. Yeah, You would do in You're a liar. So now not only do you get a ticket, but yes. you misrepresented yourself to uh, a law enforcement officer that has been certified by the DNC. We talked about this yesterday, but with electric cars. They're going to be able to turn your car off from a remote location. Mm -hmm. People say, oh, no, that can't happen. Oh, yes, it can. 
Yeah, yes, it can. If it's all electronic, imagine now if you're a bank robber. Oh, yeah, okay, he's in vehicle AXYZ697. Turn that car off. It stops dead in its you, tracks. You're going to know who the bank robber is, but he's going to drive up in a 57 Chevy. <laughs> that's How did you know that's what I had? That's exactly right. <laughs> he's going to have one of those old gas guzzlers because he's not going to He's not going to get stopped somewhere. But seriously, they're going to be in a, they're going to make it so that they can turn your car off. They can turn any device off. If you're using too much electricity in your house, well, we'll just let's just brown out Bill Knight's house just to, for the afternoon. He's using too much electricity. You know that they're touting the the uh, degree figure of 78 degrees as the temperature they want people to keep their houses at. I don't know about you, but 78 degrees in, in my opinion, it's kind of warm. I like it a little cooler, but they don't want your house to be running a little cooler because that's not uh, efficient, you know? Yeah. Well, that's because we're big guys. We, yeah, I like 72. Do you? Uh, I, yeah, I, or 68, but I like it. I do too. I'm, I'm in that same area too. Yeah, but, uh, you know, I, I don't know. They're, they're trying to control everything. But, you know, California, by the way, for our listeners out there, get ready this weekend. Your rolling power outs begin. You're already on fire. You got uh, fires that are out of control. Oh yeah, again. So when you're watching TV uh, this weekend in California, and suddenly your TV goes off, don't be surprised. It's just a rolling blackout. It may only it may only last for a couple hours, or a couple of weeks. You never know. <laughs> That's true. You know, you voted these clowns in. By the way, these clowns won't lose their electricity. They won't lose their airplanes and their expensive cars. They will continue to enjoy the uh, the perks of the society we live in while you're sitting in the dark somewhere. Oh, and by the way, mm-hmm. if you do happen to vote them out, they're still not going to lose all the things they enjoy and all the perks because you pay them in perpetuity. Sure, sure. There, so are guys, there, you go. there are guys who are like representatives for one term. Or two terms. And, I think you got to do two terms yeah. now, but that's but it. That's it. And then you get the you salary get for sal- life. Exactly. All the, and you get all health- the Medicare. Oh, and they don't have our health care. They don't have Social Security and Medicare. Oh, no, no. That's for the peons. They have a special health care package. It covers everything, really. You know, I thought about doing that one time. I said, you know, I, run, I ought to run for Congress. Find a district. What do you got to lose? And you parachute in, I'm, and I wouldn't want to be there for 10 years because I'm saying you need the new blood. You need the change. Sure. But I'll tell you what, in those two terms, yeah. I would make some freaking noise. And then you'd go home with a wonderful uh, retirement package and a salary uh, I'd probably have life. a target on my back and on my forehead, too. <laughs> <laughs> you see where the NSA is deploying election security? Th- mm-hmm. This is true. Uh, the NSA deploys election security group to combat foreign cyber hackers and protect midterm elections. Just what we need is the uh, National Security Agency uh, to set up a election security group. Do I trust the NSA to uh, protect our elections? They did such a bang-up job in 2020. Yeah, and they'll do a bang-up job again. Someone else in the news, Fetterman, apparently, you know, he doesn't want to debate Dr. Oz. And he's going, well, you know, I got to get healthy again. Really? So your stroke is really giving you that much problems? Then I guess you're saying you're not healthy enough to be running for Senate. That might hurt him. He's a clown anyway. But 
if he were to be elected as a senator, is he going to go around the halls of, of Congress wearing a hoodie? Like, oh, that's, yeah, his, be- that's his look right now. I saw him at a, at a fundraiser or something. He's wearing a hoodie and shorts. And I'm thinking, that's the candidate they're voting for? You think this is the guy that's going to straighten your government out? Holy smokes. You know, I wonder if there's old pictures of him from his from his youth, his high school days, and going to college. I wonder if they're different than this image that he portrays, you know, like he's the working man. He's a yeah. steel worker. Actually, he doesn't look like that. He doesn't even look like a biker. You know, he just looks like a thug, yeah. a punk, someone you just want to knock out. If I were in Hollywood casting and I were doing a picture that had a, a, a Satanist in it, I would pick him. I'd say, oh, that's the guy. I want him. He is going to be Dr. Evil uh, in our Dr. movie. Dr. Evil. Yes. <laughs> um, did you see the Coast Guard is going to dismiss unvaccinated students? Uh, it says here, unvaccinated Coast Guard cadets are ordered to vacate campus within 24 hours. So if you are in the Coast Guard, and I guess if you're going to their academy, do they have an I didn't know they does the Coast yes, Guard. Yes, they do. Right. Yeah, it's been, uh, you're it, military. I'm sorry. I, I didn't I didn't know that. But uh, and if you're in the Coast Guard and you're you're appalled by the fact that I didn't know that, I also don't remember where my car is parked. So uh, after receiving notification of the final military adjudication of their cases, Coast Guard cadets who sought a religious exemption from the military's COVID nineteen vaccine mandate were ordered to leave campus within 24 hours. What I don't understand is when you put in for a religious exemption, who mm-hmm. did you, who determines whether it's a valid exemption or not? I mean, if I'm saying to you, Bill, my religion, my personal faith says I can't get that shot, who can say, well, your personal faith uh, has no bearing in your well, here. yeah, you do have to take it before somebody, or you got to have a a clergyman, someone that you know who's, is in the clergy, can profess. Yes, I know this person, and this is how they believe in our church, and they sign it. And theoretically, uh, that should get you out of it. But what they're doing is they're not recognizing any religious authority in that case. So the government is separating itself from uh, Christianity, religion, or whatever religion. A couple of other things that I thought were interesting. Uh, This is completely off the beaten path. Um, Rob Schneider was on on, uh, Glenn Beck's podcast this week. Did you see this? No, I didn't see it, but he's very conservative. I've seen him a lot, and he's a very conservative guy. It surprised me, and he said... No. He said, uh, well, he said this, and I I thought it was interesting. Let's, Let's play it. One of the things is I travel around this country and try to perform and, you know, not indoctrinate people like some <laughs> comedy shows seem to be doing these days. <laughs> Indo- not Saturday Night Live. Indo- <laughs> well, I mean, I hate to crap on my old show. I hate to crap on my old show. But when I saw when Hillary Clinton lost, which is understandable. It's <laughs> yes. not exactly the most likely yeah. person in the room. Right. And then when Kate McKinnon went out there. On Saturday Night Live from the cold opening, and I was like, she started dressed as Hillary Clinton, and she starts playing Hallelujah, and I said, I literally prayed, please have a joke at the end. Don't do this. Please don't go down there. And there was no joke at the end, and I went, it's over. It's over. 
is, is not going to come back. And it's the, it really is the end of... It's gone. You can, you can take the comedy routines, the, com- the comedy routines. You can take the comedic indoctrination process happening with each of the late night hosts mm-hmm. and you can exchange them with each other. That's how you know that's not interesting anymore because there's no, there's no, it's not an independent voice anymore. It's and just it's... all indoctrination by comedic imposition. I thought that was interesting. He said that one of the uh, people on Saturday Night Live after Hillary lost yeah. came out on the stage. She was dressed as Hillary and she was, the music, music was Hallelujah, which is a great song. And she's doing her monologue, and he's saying, Snyder is saying, please have a joke at the end of this. Please have a joke at the end of this. Yeah. And they didn't have a joke. He said, and he said, as soon as that happened, he knew it was over for Saturday Night Live. And what's interesting is he talks about late night as being interchangeable. It used to be they were competitors. You know, it used to be Joey Bishop was over here and, and, uh, David Letterman was over here and Johnny Carson was over here and they would compete against each other with, with jokes and stuff like that. And they weren't political. They were just funny for the most part. Right. They occasionally they would have a little political zinger, but it was never something that was obviously biased and partisan. Not anymore. Along those lines, I don't know whether you heard this, but the ratings came out for late night television and the highest rated well. No, the highest rated show for late night television is Gutfeld on Fox. It, yeah, I was it, watching that last night. It beat it beat uh ABC, CBS and NBC. Now, he they had Gutfeld on last night talking about this on one of the talk shows and he said, "Look at the difference is we are honest. We're doing it for a fraction of what these other networks are are paying for their shows. So they're going to have to reevaluate what they're putting into these shows. He said, we don't have catering serve. We have a vending machine. People come into our show and it's not uh, being pulled into the green room and some fancy place. You're going into a lounge somewhere waiting to go on. He said, it's a whole different setup. He said, but we're honest. We're not going out there and being something we're not. Well, theoretically, yeah, you got conservatives, you've got liberals. But they get along in this setting, theoretically, and they kid around, they have fun with it, but they get their points out. But I did remember the first guy he introduced, I forget the guy's name, but he's uh, a, a liberal, and the guy seemed jovial, well, you may not agree with me and this and that, and la, la, la. And then when uh, he went on to the next guest and the next one that they were talking, that liberal got this very you're talking against me i'm getting pissed yeah and i'm like sitting there going dude you know you're really showing your true colors there well the, the, it, you shouldn't be smart enough to know that going on that show is a uh, basically has a conservative bent to it but he's more if you watch gutfeld he just tries to be sarcastic and funny you know and, yeah and, and that's old school maybe because you don't get that on the other shows well, you Kim know what? If you and can't Fallon make... and uh, and my gosh, uh, Stephen Colbert. Colbert. Yeah, Stephen Colbert. Yeah. Okay, Stephen Colbert is ridiculously unfunny. I try to see the appeal that he has to a segment of our audience or a audience. You know, I don't see it at all. His he's about as funny as getting an abscess fixed. You know. Yeah. It's not. You know funny what? If you, if you can't laugh at yourself, then you shouldn't be throwing zingers out there. And but that Democrats can't laugh at themselves. They can they can sure as hell make fun of you, but you better not make fun of them. What's interesting though is their ratings are in the toilet. Things are happening at these networks. 
they look over at Fox and they have the number one show at nighttime. Do the other networks do the obvious thing? The thing that would have happened in the old days when you and I were actively involved in broadcasting, if a show had rotten ratings, they would pull the host, they'd do a rework on the show, or they'd cancel the show. Oh, yeah, you do that at a radio station. You stir the pot. You keep stirring until you get the right blend of whatever it takes. Sometimes you had a guy coming in that didn't know. Are they going to do doing. it, Bill? No, they're not. They're, 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 they're going to double down because they are not really. I don't know that they're in it for the ratings. The ratings I know. are secondary. I think they are in it to for the message, the message they want to push. And that's the problem. You look at CNN. When they have the new people come on board, I guess Chris Licht is now the uh, head of CNN, and he promised mm -hmm. to make it a news channel again. And he got rid of some people. Uh, Stelter, <clears throat> Brian Stelter was released a couple of weeks ago, and now there's talk of other people being released. I heard that uh, Chuck Todd on NBC is on the chopping block because Meet the Press, which has historically been a ratings getter, and been a big player in uh, weekend, you know, political shows is in the toilet. Well, he fell in love with his own diatribe, his own uh, political lean. He couldn't keep it balanced and centered. Mm -hmm. And you know, I I, I kind of like Chuck Todd in the beginning because at least when early on he would try to every once in a while jerk himself back to the center and at least tout something from the other side. But he fell into that swamp of, well, you know, think, attack, attack, was, attack, attack. I think he was a backer. Uh, he was an aide to a Democratic uh, representative or senator. So his background was partisan. So it doesn't surprise me that he was a partisan. He slipped into it. Yeah, you yeah. can't do that. Well, look, we've done it. Another show done, wrapped in the can. That didn't sound right. Another one is finished. How's that? Wrapped that in the can. Yeah. Wrapped in, it, I, it, I was thinking of it in the, I was thinking of it in the movie terms. So, you know, it's in the can. Uh, yeah, true. You, if, if you want to call us and make a suggestion, you can call us at 833-583-6060, and you'll get our answering machine. And we do check it, 833-583-6060. Matter of fact, I'll probably check it right after the show just to see what's there. And I'll check the mail, too. Mail at itsanotherday.com. Yes. Well, listen, uh, have you got anything planned today? Anything unusual? Are you doing anything special up in Beantown? Up in Beantown. Uh, we're going to get the hell out of, uh, you know, the house today. Yeah. I know that. Probably around noonish. That's nice. That's nice. Go, Go out and do something. Good. Enjoy your day. Enjoy your time up there. And with a little bit of luck, we'll do this again tomorrow, my friend. Have a great day. I shall. You have a good one, too. We'll see you tomorrow.